You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A-C-L. And with that, we are back. It's the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. Guys, we are making our way through the NFC South. We are halfway there. We have hit on the Bucks. We have hit on the Saints. And today we are going to be talking about the new look, very much new look, Atlanta Falcons. The website, therealmistracl.com, acl-sports.com, all the same place. Social media, Twitter, Instagram, you guys know the handles. Any questions, let us know. All the packages are up. Football is in full swing. We are here at college football, NFL. Futures are still available in many cases, especially for the NFL just let us know if you have any questions at all. Here are the numbers, guys. Atlanta Falcons last in the division last year. Got Mike Smith fired, of course. Um, four and twelve last year in the NFC South. Uh, season one total this year eight minus one ten flat. Of course, they are the they have seen some under money come in, so we are seeing seven and a half around their juice minus one thirty. So check it out. Depending on if you like the over or the under, minus one ten there. Though is the prevailing number at eight odds to win the South plus eight hundred odds to win the NFC thirty to one odds to win the Super Bowl seventy to one odds to make the playoffs a pretty significant dog there plus two thirty five. Um, look, they got rid of Dan Quinn. They bring in a new coach. Uh, Four and twelve last year just wasn't going to cut it. Look, Wags, this is their season win total since they. Won the, since they made it to the Super Bowl five years ago. 13 wins that year. That year. Then, then they had 11. Then they had seven. Then they had seven. And last year they had four. So, look, Dan Quinn came in, got a, had a lot of talent, got this team to the Super Bowl. Obviously, everybody knows the whole 28-3 to thing. And since then, they were just an absolute dumpster fire. Got rid of him, bringing Arthur Smith, who I think is a huge upgrade there. Uh, this number feels about right to me. I haven't made a play on it. Strength of schedule is 30th, which is definitely a help for that. Your thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons here headed into the year? So I think the big story here is Julio Jones is out. He goes to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And in from Tennessee, as you mentioned, Arthur Smith. Um, man, it would have been fun to see both of them together, right? Matt Ryan and Julio and Ridley and with the new addition of Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the rookie out of, out of Florida, but, you know, the, not the case. Um, but thinking about Arthur Smith and coming in and, you know, kind of working with Matt Ryan, it started to make me think, like, wow, Matt Ryan's career has been really impressive. Um, I think kind of the perfect storm hit for him. But, you know, I think back watching him at Boston College, and, I, you know, I thought he was very good, but I didn't think he'd be as good as he has been in the league or as long-lasting in the league. Um, so I think he deserves big praise. That said, it's going to be an interesting year in Atlanta. I mean, last year, obviously, you know, they only won four games. And, and we were talking before the pod, uh, ACL, how many of those games were one-score games? Three, four that they lost? No wags. Eight. 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 This team lost eight one-score games last year. Blowing leads, not getting onside kicks. Miss it. it was just the most unbelievable thing. I mean, imagine imagine going, splitting that, right? And sure. you're 4-4 four and four in those then games. Then you're 8-8. Eight eight now you're 8-8 eight, eight and eight and you have a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, 
it's it's crazy um but you know it's a it's a bit strange though to me looking up and down this roster um there's really no star power anywhere um you know i know people are high on calvin ridley and he and he's played really really well in atlanta so far and now it's his year to be the guy with julio gone but i think calvin ridley was the guy and let me point out i've owned calvin ridley in almost every single or i should say i rostered him in almost every single fantasy league at least one of my teams year over year since he's been in the league i i really like him um but i really liked him a lot because he was playing opposite julio right Julio drew the coverage. Ridley was that guy who can step up, get behind the defenses, especially take advantage of some of these, um, you know, tier two corners that are, you know, second corners, I should say, not even tier two, I would say tier four, tier five corners. Um, but I don't necessarily love him as the number one. Um, I mean, I hope he proves me wrong because I really do like him. I think he, he's a fantastic player. But, you know, his his success came from playing opposite of Julio. Now he plays opposite uh, Russell Gage, um, which, you know, is not necessarily the, the Julio uh, drawing Julio <laughs> coverage. So, no, it's not. <laughs> um, so I'm not sold that he can do that. But, you know, I do love Kyle Pitts. And, and, and for me to say that, you know, a guy who comes from University of Florida who I hate, <laughs> to put it bluntly, um, you know, that, that says a lot. Uh, what know, did you think about them drafting him over, you know, Sewell or, or somebody like that to fix their, their offensive line problems? I think Pitts is such a talent that I was okay mm-hmm. with it. Um, but the offensive line definitely needs some help. I mean, they're, they're young, right? So they do have a young offensive line. They have, um, you know, I think their their center, their rookie center, Matt Hennessy, was you know drafted last year, and yep. uh, Chris Lindstrom the year before that. So they're they're making moves, and they, and they drafted two guys this this year in the third and fourth round, and Jalen Mayfield and Drew Dowman, um, to kind of help try to, but they're but they're not ready yet. So um, I actually think their offensive line is is fairly decent on the outside on the tackles um, with Caleb McGarry and and um, Jake Matthews, obviously. Um, being, you know, anchoring those two tackle positions, which helps Matt Ryan have some pocket time. Uh, but the, it's the middle that's young that that causes at least me a little bit of concern. Um, they do have, uh, you know, a new running back, new face at running back, Mike Davis, who comes in from Carolina, who stepped up when McCaffrey was out. He proved himself. He was very good. I think he can be, you know, pretty good in Atlanta. But again, he's not a star, right? It kind of goes back to who who's there who's going to step up who's going to be that guy and you know can calvin ridley be that guy can kyle pitts be like a stud rookie tight end and and uh i think he he probably goes for you know over 900 to close to a thousand yards i think he can be kind of one of those you know rookie tight ends that that completely emerges because quite frankly atlanta is going to be throwing the ball a lot because their Mm -hmm. their defense is very very bad very bad okay let me stress that um, I want, but you know, talking about their defense. Look, they they drafted AJ Terrell last year in the first round. He did not impress. So I want to see if he, you know, with uh, obviously the year of experience, the entire off season, can he step up? Can he become that guy? Can he be that lockdown corner that everybody? you know, was hoping that he could be. Um, and they also really need their big games. Look, outside Grady Jarrett, who is awesome, okay, 
I don't want to take anything away from him because he is a, a great defensive player and has been consistent. But they need their other guys um, to really step up. Deion Jones, okay? Where are you? You need to step up. Uh, Dante Fowler. I mean, wh- like, these guys need been? to step. Where Look, every look. He, you know what? Dante Fowler's success arguably came from Aaron Donald, right? They had to triple-team Aaron Donald. And the fact is, Dante Fowler cleaned up, you know, what what uh, Aaron Donald created. So he got paid. But where has he been lately? Um, and, and overall, look, I, I just think that the lack of star power here and, you know, having Ridley as their top receiver, Mike Davis as their starting running back, who I think both are good. I'm not taking anything away, but, you know, they're, they're no Derrick Henry and they're no A.J. Brown that, um, you know, Julio has now. Um, to play now, Julio becomes the Ridley as the number two there, mm-hmm. um, and, and Matt That's a Ryan. Pretty darn good number two. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, but he's getting older, and you know, obviously, you know, he, he's his best and his prime is in in his rearview mirror. But again, he's still Julio Jones, and you still have to focus on him. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to have to work some magic for the Falcons to compete in this division, um, especially with the Panthers trending up. But you did mention. The Falcons' schedule, they do play the Jets, they do play the Giants, they do play the Dolphins, um, you know, who, who are good, but, you know, it's still, um, you know, a winnable game. They do play the Lions, um, so they have winnable games this year. They play the Jaguars, you know, that's why, and the Eagles. That's why this team um, win total is at eight, because if they had a, a middle or even an upper tier schedule, that might be closer to six. Yeah, no, totally agree with you. I mean, look, there are certainly things pointing up for this team. You mentioned the strength of schedule, 30th. Obviously, that's a good thing. And just losing eight games by one score, I mean, generally that evens itself out. And I would argue a lot of that was was Dan Quinn related. I mean, he, this was a guy, we saw it in some of these preseason games. I mean, he was scoring too early, you know, leaving too much time on the clock for the other team, that kind of a thing. Get things that you would think with an analytics guy – like Arthur Smith, will have figured that out. So I get where this, where they are with this win total. You hit it on, on, on the head, though. I mean, in rushing last year, they were 27th in the NFL in rushing. And I'm not sure that they improved the offensive line all that much. Um, their leading rusher last year, Wags? Todd Gurley, oh, 678 man. yards. Todd Gurley, big name. I get it. Todd Gurley. He's out of the NFL right now. He can't even get on with the Ravens, who have no running backs whatsoever. So this is a guy who led this team last year who's not even in the NFL, um, which should tell you a lot right there. So I, yeah. I like them bringing in um, you know, Mike Davis from Carolina. He had a good year. He, he's a nice back. But when you have that lack of an offensive, that much of a, of a lack of depth and just a very poor offensive line. Generally, you're going to need a better running back than Mike Davis. So yeah, they, they got Corderell Patterson as their third running back. I mean, this guy is a receiver from the Vikings. Now yeah. he's playing running back. Obviously, he's got speed and he's a return guy. But, you know, that's just something to note. Also, um, this guy, Zacchaeus, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, he, he, we've, we've seen him before on the field. He's made some plays. You know, these guys have experience. Russell Gage, because Julio Jones has been hurt. Yep. And we've seen these same three guys, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and Olamide Zacchaeus, come in and play, and play pretty well. So, you know, it's not like they have a situation like the Saints or the Lions. They have receivers. It's just they don't have that stud one who, you know, is going to command – 
um, you know, commands that presence to draw the, somebody's number one top corner to match up one-on-one -on -one with them. It would be really nice to see that. And Mike Davis, you know, he's not someone who, like, again, a Derrick Henry or, you know, uh, a Dalvin Cook or, you know, even like a, a Roheem Mostert or somebody like that. He, he's not that guy. He, he's, he's, a, he's more of a Gus Edwards type. Mm -hmm. um kind of a, he'll break tackles he'll get and he'll he'll probably you know excel in, in in a zone read uh line blocking scheme that they have so you know it's not that it's just that they don't have these stud guys and and you know the running game's almost like a um you know for the falcons at least in, at least in the last few years has kind of been an afterthought but again you know with um arthur smith coming in and, and becoming the head coach, I, I think they're going to get back to a little bit more of a run heavy, you know, not run heavy, but more of a running team than they have. More been. Wanna, yeah, exactly. And yeah. something to mention opposite Kyle Pitts at tight end. They also have Hayden Hurst. This guy's, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't do that well last year, but he is, he's a presence. And if they run double tight, um, you know, that could be something to watch as well. Yeah. Lots of things pointing up for the Falcons. I do think that they certainly have a lot of question marks as far as personnel though. But from a coaching perspective, addition by subtraction, getting rid of Dan Quinn. Absolutely. Had no clue what he was doing in those late-game situations. Cost the team at least four wins, maybe even more last year. So we'll see. Definitely, I think, a brighter future ahead for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, guys, that's the Falcons. We've got one team left in the, in the division, the Carolina Panthers. A lot of intrigue there as well. Check us out on social. Check us out on the website. Any questions, DM us, email us. You guys know. Where to find us? Let us know. All right, for Wags, I'm ACL. We got one team left in the division, the Panthers, which we will talk with you about next time. Atlanta Falcon football is here once again. Mac Mac, that's right. Fun, fun. What's up? Blackmail, ATL, let's go. Come on. Soon, and we gon' feel that like Georgia Dome made it thousand strong. Yeah, I got my season tickets and I'm ready to go. I put on my Falcon gear and then I head out the door. I park my car at the station, catch that martyr train. And all the fans are pumped up on their way to the game. Everybody getting rowdy and they red and black. And if you rep another color, gotta get to the back. The game starts at what but die hearts at eight. So they can find their favorite spot and set up the tailgate. They got steaks and burgers, fish, chickens and real hot dogs, soda pop and ice cold beer. Yeah, I'm addicted to this game. You can call me an addict. So what's up to the bird watchers and my Falcon fanatics? And you can rock the dome no matter where you sit. And when game time comes, who you rolling with? Come on. Make sure you call the radio to request this song. Hit Freddy Falcons off the chamber, he's, he's my, my dirty, dirty bird. bird. My number one mascot, if you haven't heard. And the Falcon cheerleaders, they be on the 
move Half time time now they keep you in the groove Help me for the game starts I get a snack to eat But when I get back hey somebody's in my seat Then they release the bird You can see him hunt That's an ATL ritual of pre-game cycle The dome's starting to shake You can feel the roll of the flames shoot through the sky as they come out the tunnel The teams take the field and you can hear the dome Then the crowd goes wild now the game is on Smash him!